Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. And as the new year approaches, uh, we often hear people making uh, New Year's resolutions. One of the most common ones is to lose weight. Well, today our podcast is going to feature to some degree on being overweight, but not people we're talking about. Instead, it'll be commercial trucks, commercial vehicles, and the, the violations and processes associated with uh, yeah, that particular area. Uh, this is Jim Mitchell. Hi, everybody. Uh, today on Chicago's Legal Latte, we'll discuss overweight truck violations, the administrative hearings that follow citations in that area, and uh, how you might need some assistance to maneuver if, in fact, you're a commercial operator. We'll learn about the role of the attorney in those hearings and and discuss some recent changes that uh, make it a requirement that an attorney be present in hearings of this nature. So a lot to cover. Uh, Joining me for the conversation today is attorney Jennifer Burt. Now, Jennifer uh, as you may know, is an attorney at Lavelle Law Limited. She's been here before to discuss various procedural requirements in law, among other topics, and always provides a great deal of information. So let's get to it. Jennifer, first of all, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Jim. So let's let's start, first of all, before we get you know in, into the specifics of the topic, let's, let's start at the broadest view and talk about court proceedings because we're going to draw some, some lines here. In a normal court proceeding, uh, can a corporate entity, uh, such as an operator that may have these vehicles, can they be represented by an individual, such as uh, you know the owner of the company or a member of the board, if it's a court issue? No, in neither circumstance can uh, an individual at this time represent a corporation if that individual is not licensed to practice law. Okay, um, and just to be clear, though, if if it's a something to do with the individual uh, somehow involved as the, as the plaintiff or defendant, then then an individual can represent themselves. Yes, they're called pro se litigants, and they can represent themselves. Okay, interesting. All right, so um, we mentioned, as you said there, there's, there's two types of procedures. Um, in the past, we've talked uh, a couple of times uh, with some of your colleagues about administrative hearings. Can you can you give us a quick explanation of the difference between an administrative hearing and a standard court proceeding that we might be familiar with? An administrative hearing is a hearing that takes place before the state or federal governing bodies, such as the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the Illinois Department of Human Rights, There's other governing bodies that will hold administrative proceedings that are not technically judicial proceedings. Judicial proceedings are those cases that take place in court and a a lawsuit is instituted, a plaintiff and a defendant. It's run by the actual courthouse versus an administrative hearing that is run by um, a federal or state governing body. Okay, and that was the distinction I wanted to make. So an administrative hearing may not necessarily or may not at all include a a, a judge, but it's someone representing that governing body. It's it's a judge. It's an administrative hearing judge, so they are different than the regular judges. Okay, all right. So that kind of helps set the stage for us here a little bit. Now, 
<clears throat> Tell me a little bit. I think uh, earlier this year there was there was a change, as you mentioned, uh, uh, in in some of these hearings. Then uh, involving a corporation, they must be represented by an attorney. Tell, tell us a little bit about what happened there and why the change was made. In May of 2014, uh, an Illinois appellate court decision came down indicating that all corporations, businesses, entities, LLCs they all must be represented by counsel even at administrative hearings whereas previously they did not they were not required to be represented by counsel and the reasoning behind that is there a sort of a, a status that they gave as to why they thought that was a more appropriate means of handling these types of situations <clears throat> well they reason that the administrative hearing is just like a judicial proceeding because it involves admission of evidence examination of witnesses, cross-examination of witnesses, and that that all constitutes the practice of law. And in order to practice law, you have to have a license to do so. And they don't want one individual to come in and represent all of the corporation's interests. And the reasoning behind that is oftentimes that one principal, um, their views don't always mesh with the rest of the corporation and those representatives. Yeah, and it sounds like really the decision there is is in the best interest of of the corporate entity, and it sounds like they are better protected by this. So this is a change that went into effect in May of of 2014. Now, all of this is a a bit of a prelude to what we want to talk about today, which is a specific instance uh, of a administrative hearing, and we're going to talk about overweight truck violations. And I, you know, I've certainly seen signs along various roadways designating limits, um, as well as the familiar way stations along highways. Tell us a little bit about the laws concerning truck weight and how that's administered. So if you are driving a vehicle that is overweight, uh, a police officer may pull you over and give you a violation. That violation would require you to appear at an administrative hearing. And it's not in the courthouse, it's in various different buildings. Downtown, it's at 400 West Superior. And that violation will coincide with the Municipal Code of Chicago that says how much weight you can have on a vehicle depending on its size. And if you exceed that weight, you will get a violation and you'll have to go to this administrative hearing and pay a fine. Uh, We're going to get into some more of those specifics in a minute here. Let me just reintroduce Jennifer Bird, who is my guest today. She's an associate at Lavelle Law and handles many business litigation cases, including the type we're talking about today. Um, Certainly very well versed in in the uh, law and in the proceedings around it. Um, Jennifer recently posted several new articles at LavelleLaw.com, and I recommend uh, stopping by to take a look at those. Uh, So far today, we've discussed uh, representation of of corporate entities in court proceedings and administrative hearings, and we're starting to talk about overweight truck citations. Jennifer, you referenced there the city of Chicago. Um, Do the laws regarding weight limits change from one jurisdiction to the next or even perhaps within one city or state or whatever it might be on the different types of roads that trucks travel on? Yes. Each municipality can have its own um, code. It's there, it, The one in Chicago is called the Municipal Code of Chicago, and there are similar ones um, throughout other towns and municipalities. However, and the... 
No, go ahead and finish up. I'm sorry. However, the Illinois Motor Vehicle Code is an Illinois state law. Okay. So it, it would appear that um, certainly an operator of a truck needs to, to know the various limits and places that they'll be traveling. In in doing that, you mentioned, as we were talking earlier, um, that there would be potentially fines associated with violations. What what sort of range of penalties are we talking about for these violations? For example, if your vehicle is 2,000 pounds or less overweight, the fine is $73. If your vehicle is anywhere between 23,501 and 24,000 pounds overweight, the fine is $3,975. In addition to that, oftentimes, most times I go there, there is also a fine for not posting a bond, which can range anywhere between $500 and $2,000. Or if a person refuses or fails to stop the vehicle, that can also result in that same fine. And, and Jennifer, as we talk about this and, and the distinction between how much uh, overweight a truck, uh, the cargo on it might be, um, and, and the various postings that might exist in a municipality, what, what without getting off on a tangent here, what, what gives a police officer cause to assume that a truck is overweight, and, and how is that process and determination made? Well, at the beginning, when they first, they eye it when they first see mm -hmm. it, I believe. Um, but when they pull you over, there are scales that are monitored by the state, and they actually weigh the vehicle to determine the exact uh, amount and uh, uh, weight of the vehicle. Okay. So if these violations occur and a citation is is, um, is given, um, tell me about the role you would play as an attorney because we've established earlier that uh, an administrative hearing may follow and, and that uh, that requires an attorney to represent the corporate entity. Um, what kind of role do you play and what is that process like then for the person or the operator who received the violation? So at this point, if anybody attempted to go to the uh, the courthouse or the, the administrative hearing room and attempt to represent a corporation, they would immediately send you away and tell you, we're entering and continuing your hearing date. You have to go get an attorney and bring that attorney with you because you cannot proceed to represent the corporation or other entity by yourself. So then what happens is people call me, I show up, and depending on the circumstances of the case, whether or not the uh, person uh, who committed the violation agrees that they actually did commit the violation, it could go a few different ways. The first way would be we try to settle it. We try to get uh, the lowest amount for the fine so that the um, uh, everyone can go on their merry way. The other option is, is if you really believe that you received the fine in error or something was wrong with the scale, then we would proceed to an administrative hearing. And on that day, we wouldn't finish the administrative hearing. We'd, it would get set for a hearing. We'd get all the documents, and then it would proceed like a trial, but a very, very con condensed mini-trial. Okay. And you mentioned documents. What sort of documentation might be provided during that uh, hearing? all of the information that would back up the scale to make sure that the scale is valid. 
uh, and produce the exact amount of weight that it was. Um, we might also bring in photos of the intersection. Perhaps the truck was forced down that road by a detour sign. So we'd want to bring in the photos and a map maybe to show the court how they did not choose to go down that road, but how they were pushed down that road and try to uh, get the case dismissed so that there's no fine or penalty. And do operators face any additional penalties or fines for cumulative uh, violations? Uh, is this like other um, types of laws we've talked about where after several violations, the same owner or same operator might face higher penalties, or is it on a per-case basis? I think that actually goes into um, taking away your license after a certain point. Um, as far as the dollar value, I only am familiar with the actual weight and violation, but I think if you continue to do it, that is a that becomes criminal. Interesting. Okay. Well, let's just wrap up here. As as you've dealt with these and uh, have some familiarity with it, any any suggestions to you know these corporations or businesses that that operate trucks that are moving. Uh, content throughout the roadways, anything they should be aware of or how to remain in compliance and, and be prepared to uh, try and minimize their exposure here? I, I would take a look at the uh, code in your particular municipality. They can be found online. That way you can determine what weight your vehicle must be. Make sure that that vehicle is within those weight limitations. And in the event that you do get a ticket, before showing up there on the first day, just contact Lavelle Law and we'll appear for you and either settle the case or proceed to an administrative hearing on your behalf. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I want to thank uh, Jennifer Burt for being with us today. And I think the advice there was uh, exactly right on. Lavelle Law is uh, someone that can help with this. Now, you can find out more information at lavellelaw.com or by calling 847-705-7555. Uh, set up an appointment with Jennifer or any of the other attorneys there. Um, so uh, that's our bit of advice for you as we wrap up the year. Many thanks to all of you who took time to listen, and I hope you avail yourself of the opportunity to hear past discussions as well. You can download those from iTunes or Blog Talk Radio, or again, search archives at lavellelaw.com. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. 